What is up, Lit Up fam? Welcome back to your Lit Up life. It's your girl, Pearl. And today we have a very special guest. We have Rebecca. She's known as the Rebel Money Mentor or the Spiritual Money Mentor is your Instagram, I believe. Yes. And so I'm so excited to have her here. She has a wealth of knowledge on building wealth and attracting abundance and shifting from toxic hustle culture. And so without further ado, please introduce yourself, Rebecca. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Pearl. I'm Rebecca Kiger, as you mentioned. Yes, I'm a rebel money mentor, spiritual money mentor. What does that mean? I'm sure we'll get into that today, but I am super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're so welcome. I'm so excited. Just to share a little background story. I followed Rebecca like I think six months ago on Instagram, I was like, oh, she's killing it. Like love her money advice. And I followed her on TikTok as well. I saw her TikToks first, actually. And I was like, oh my God, she's incredible. And then somehow we connected and now she's on my podcast. So it's really cool how it has happened. I'm excited to have her here. So please share more about like, how did you get into this? Like what's your background? What did you experience that got you into this money coaching? Yeah, I would love to. Um, So First and foremost, yeah, I think it's amazing that social media connects us. Like we're, it's so freaking cool. Like we get to be in this space. So again, it's just super exciting to be here. So um, my background is actually, I was raised super, super poor. So my mom was a single mom with seven children. We grew up in one of the worst cities in the U.S., like poverty level, like below the poverty line, um, lots of crime, even to this day, like it's just gotten worse and worse. So really there was no example for us growing up as to, what it was like to escape those cycles. So for me, I didn't really see a path out of that. It was just, okay, you go to work, you hustle, you grind, you work for 30 years for someone else, you know, and then you retire and hopefully you're okay. Right. Like it's like, it's just, that's, that's kind of the picture that was painted for me. Right. Or even worse. And so I got pregnant really young myself because again, there's lots of chaos, lots of things that were happening with a single mom of seven kids. And so I got pregnant at 18. I had my daughter, I got pregnant at 17, had my daughter at 18. And I was like, college is not an option for me. I have to get to work. So I went and started in the corporate world at that period of time. And that's when the, you know, hamster wheel started, right? It was like working 60, 70 hours a week, just working, working, working. And for a while there, it actually did work, um, pun intended. Like I was making more and more money each and every year. So I started off kind of minimum wage, right? And then worked my way up. I was making more money every year, but then it sort of plateaued. And that's one of the things, the themes that I see for a lot of people is that yes, working really hard, grinding, hustling, that's all, that's going to get you some level of success. There's no question there. Um, But I got to that crossroads where I was like, I'm completely burned out. I'm completely unfulfilled. I have a baby at home that I never get to see, that I miss her events, you know, and it was it at this period of time where I was like, I have to make a decision and I'm going to either leave this industry and find something else to do, or I'm going to figure out a way to make this work. And as fate would have it, my mentor came into my life around that period of time and he saw more in me than I saw in myself. And he also was living a life that I wanted, which he was making, you know, much, much more than I was working less hours. And that's when I got a glimpse of, oh, this is possible too, right? Because before then I had never had an idea or example of that, of working less and making more like that did never even register in my mind. So he takes me under his wing, teaches me the ropes, right? And then um, that's the first time that I really understood what it was like to set smart goals and manifestation and all of the things. And we set my first goal, gosh, probably 
I don't know, maybe over 10 years ago at this point of he asked me the question and I'll never forget this because this is a powerful question for a lot of people that I don't know that everyone outside of our field asks or is asked this ever um, because of the society that we live in. So he asked me the question, if you could make any amount of money, if anything were possible for you, what would you want to make? And at the time I was so limited in my mindset that I said, $80,000 a year. (laughs) And he's like, okay, wait, if you can make any amount of money, I'm like, yeah, I I just, you know, I I don't know. I picked a number. And so he's like, you got to go a little higher. And I said, a hundred thousand, I'll humor you a hundred thousand. Sure. (laughs) You know, I'm going to make a hundred thousand. And at the time, just no, no understanding of how I was ever going to make that happen. And really just said it to humor him. And then nine months later, I hit my first, you know, six figure year. And so that was like the trajectory that really put me on the path and obviously have continued to grow from there on my way to seven figures. And it really is such a big difference from where I was then to now and recognizing that a mentor can literally change the trajectory of your life. And so as I started to, you know, continue to grow, found the personal development space as well, uh, that's when I decided I can do this. And one of my gifts is seeing the highest version of the people in front of me and my clients. And I can call that version of them up and help them grow because someone did that for me. And I feel like he gave me a second chance at life. And that's what I want to do for as many women who will have it. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. I love that story. And you know, I truly believe like coaches, mentors, people that we encounter that have the life we want is just really to expand us and be like, oh my God, like that's possible. And then it gives you permission to go after that too. But if you never expand yourself and like get into the room or, you know, expose yourself to that, which is why social media is so powerful now. It's like, oh my gosh, you don't know what you don't know. So I really love how you shared that and was able to build a life you really loved, some more time with your baby and all the fun stuff. And so I'm curious, like as you were transitioning through, what were some of the biggest mindset shifts that you had? as you built more wealth for yourself? Oh gosh, so many, (laughs) so many. But um, I would say the biggest thing was, you know, not believing in myself, not having the confidence that who am I to do this and I'm not worthy. Look where I came from. That was a big part of what I had to let go of was I I remember when my mentor first came into my life and, you know, he, he started seeing a bigger vision and painting a bigger vision for me. And I remember being so limited in my mindset and thinking like, I'm already successful. What more do you like? Look where I came from. And that story, I just, I couldn't let go of for a long time because when I met him, I was already making probably 50 or $60,000 a year and coming from where I did on government assistance and super, super poor, like that was a lot of money for me. And that was more money than anyone in my circle, including probably my parents, you know? So I was like, what are you talking about? Like, who do you think you, it was like a very different, I was a very different person back then. And so I think that, yeah, when we really start to work with people, like you said, we start to see this vision of what is actually possible. Mine was very common to what I see a lot of other women struggle with, which is that imposter syndrome. Like there's no way that I could do that though. Who am I to do that? Look where I came from. It's possible for everyone else, but it's not possible for me. That was the biggest thing that I had to overcome. And that's one of the biggest things that I see with my clients when they first come to me as well. Yeah, that's so powerful you share that. Cause I think a lot of the time it does really come to beliefs and like worthiness and like 
a level of self-love and knowing that like you deserve that too. And there's no reason you don't. And I think the work I do with my clients around health and mindset, like confidence and things also like, they're like, oh, it's a belief system shift. Right. And so I'm curious, how do you support yourself or your clients through that belief? And is there any tools you give them to support it? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I love that you bring that up and it is really all about beliefs and your beliefs are tied to your identity and who it is that you truly believe that you are. And Tony Robbins is quoted saying that the strongest form, the strongest force in the human personality is the desire to remain consistent with who we believe we are. So if you believe yourself to be a broke person, right. Who's not going to be able to achieve success. Like I did, that will be your reality period. You will act and show up as a version of you that cannot create that level of success. It wasn't until someone came in and, you know, again, saw, saw differently in me and helped me to reframe that. So one of the biggest things that I would say to begin shifting is to become aware that a belief is just a lie or a thought that you've been telling yourself over and over that you have accepted as truth. If you spell out the word belief, even in the word belief is the word lie. It's not the ultimate truth, okay? The ultimate truth with a capital T is that you were born here in the, in my opinion, in the image of a creator, right? You are born in a high vibrational space and you can attract whatever it is that you desire into your life. To me, that is the ultimate truth. And so if something is not the ultimate truth, And for it to be deemed as ultimately true, it needs to be true for every single person on this planet. If it's not, then it's a belief that you've adopted and you just keep telling yourself over and over. So the first thing is to begin questioning these things. Who says that you can't do this? Who says that based on where you came, right? Just based on your childhood or based on how you were programmed or based on all the things that you can't achieve your, like who said that? Were you stamped at birth with like not worthy under your head? Like it doesn't make sense. Where does this even come from, right? And of course it comes from our conditioning. Of course it comes from our programming. Of course we know where that comes from. But the reality is the biggest thing that I would say is start to question. You don't have to believe everything that you tell yourself. You don't have to believe everything that you tell yourself because the reality is that a lot of that chatter that's going on, a lot of the limiting beliefs, a lot of the stuff that you're telling yourself that is disempowering is conditioning that's borrowed from someone else. And it's not even really your true thoughts and beliefs. So begin questioning those things realizing that the beliefs that you tell yourself are actually just lies that you have adopted and that you can choose to rewrite the story and change the narrative anytime you decide to. Oh, yes. I love that you mentioned that. And I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins and the quote you shared is so true. And like the limiting belief work is like everything. Like I do this work on myself all the time. Like I like have a little chatter. I'm like, what's that? Is that true? No, it's not. We want like, you know, like this little... (laughs) Like me talking to myself back and forth because yeah. that's where the work is done. It's like you think something, but like, wait, does that make sense? Is that true for me? Like, do I see other examples of the opposite belief? What do I want to believe instead? Like things like that. And so I really love you mentioned that. It's a great first step for people to take and to really just start to be aware of like what they're believing and how they're limiting themselves. Right. And so as you work with people, what do you notice? blocks them like after the belief is it like what yeah what comes up for you what patterns you see especially in women around like attracting more wealth yeah absolutely i mean i would say that the number one thing and this is kind of like the missing link this was the missing link for me and i think that most of the women that come to me they've done all the mindset work they've done the courses they've bought the programs they've done the affirmations and you know all of the things 
And they're still like, okay, my reality isn't here. Like what's happening. So if that's you, and if that's the case that you're in right now, one of the biggest missing links that I see is not understanding that we have to regulate our nervous system around money. And we have to actually make money safe to our body and our nervous system. So you can't mindset your way out of a nervous system response. So this is something that is key for me. This was absolutely important for me. And why I say this is because let's say that you grew up anything like me, or you didn't even have to grow up like me, super poor. You could have grown up where money was the source of a lot of stress or chaos. So let's say that was your reality. Maybe your parents worked really, really hard and they they were struggling a lot and you saw them working hard and then they were fighting about money. And there were things that came up that you at one point in your life recognized as a child because you don't have an analytical mind until you're about seven to nine years old. So basically when you're a child, you're just kind of like trying to make sense of what's going on, right? So when you're a child and you watch all of this chaotic stuff going on around money, at some point, your body, your nervous system says money equals chaos, money equals stress. And that's where your baseline is that you carry into adulthood. And so what ends up happening is that that continues. And that's why you'll see cycles of where people want to begin attracting more money. They're bringing more and more money in, but they're finding ways to spend it all or to self-sabotage it. It's this constant cycle because that's very indicative that your nervous system does not feel safe around the wealth that you're creating. So you're just going to find a way to spend it. This happens with lottery winners. My dad hit the lottery. This happened to him. I know this stuff on a deep level, right? So it is very, very real. And if we don't allow ourselves to become safe around the money and the wealth that we're bringing in, we're not going to keep it. And last point on this that I'll share um, is when we look at the nervous system, anything that is unfamiliar, this is the reason that this happens. Anything that's unfamiliar to the nervous system is unsafe. So if your baseline is stress and chaos around money, When you try to access ease and grace and flow around money and you try to step into your divine feminine and you want to be, okay, I'm going to receive, I'm just, you know, receiving all this money. That is not safe to a nervous system. That's like (laughs) trying to get rid of it. Right. It's like, we can't mindset our way out of it. You want to sit there and like, oh yeah, it's safe. But your nervous system's like, oh my God, I'm freaking out inside. So we have to allow our bodies to actually become safe with the process of creating wealth in order to keep it. And I think that's the missing link in our industry and in the mindset work that a lot of people are doing. Oh my gosh, girl, that riff was so good. Like, I love how you said you can't mindset your way out of a nervous system thing. And I do a lot of nervous system work with myself, my clients around the health thing, but hearing you share that, it was like, oh, like it's literally important every area of your life. If you want to make a change, it must be safe to your nervous system. And I just resonate with that so hard because I I was the type of person that did the mindset work for months. I bought the courses, did the thing. I was like meditating, like, okay, I'm attracting abundance. Like, okay, it's coming to me, you know, like all the things. And I'm like, wait, nothing is happening. Like I'm still in the same place. What is happening? And so it really is a nervous system thing. And so I'd love to hear what are some of the tools? Like I have a lot of tools that I suggest for people to use, but what are your favorite ones to help really shift and create safety around your nervous system with money? 
Yeah, absolutely. And just before I go into that, you're right. Like I was there too. So if you're struggling with this, please know that this is not widely talked about. We're not learning this stuff in school. So there's no shame here, right? That's why we can laugh about it because I was doing the same thing. I'm like, why isn't this working? Okay, this is the missing link, right? So the first thing that we really want to do is we want to begin understanding that it's important to normalize wealth in your life. So when you're talking about nervous system responses, like you want to feel safe around the wealth. So there's many different ways that you can do that. Uh, I think that one of the most important things to do, and this is actually how we ended up meeting, I believe was through Bridget's stuff, we, is getting yourself around people where wealth is normal, because that's something that is called co-regulation. You can actually co-regulate your nervous system with other people. So let's say that you know, you, you want to do this work, but you grew up some similar to me where no one had any money. No one, you had no examples of people having lots of wealth. Well, let's say that I go to that group of people, that group of friends or family. And I say, Hey guys, I want to, you know, my next goal is making a hundred thousand dollars a month. Well, immediately, what do you think that they're going to start doing? Projecting all of their, Oh, you can't do that. What are you doing? What do you want? You know, all of the things are going to begin to be projected, which then disconnects me from those people which most of the time will put you into a nervous system response of fight or flight. It's like, okay, never mind. I should, I should probably just, you know, collapse and, and begin to yeah. shrink, right? Because we're putting ourselves in a position where now we're we're subject to judgment. So let's say that we do that though inside of a container of women or a coaching container or some some sort of uh, networking place, right? And you come in and you start saying, Hey, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a month. And this person's like, I just hit my first hundred thousand dollars a month. Like I'm going to help you do it. Like, can you see how that would be so much more safe, right? It would be safer for the nervous system. You wouldn't feel that activation taking place. So number one is getting around people who have normalized where it is that you want to go. That's the first thing that I would say, because you can actually co-regulate with other people. Secondly is I do something called money dates. It's really just, if you want to make more money in your life, but every time you go to open your bank account, you have a nervous system response of anxiety or stress. And you're like, oh my God, like, please let there be money here. Like, ah, and you're like freaking out from a nervous system perspective or like, I don't know. I don't even want to look at it. We have to recognize that your relationship with money is like a relationship with anyone else. So let's say for instance, you had a husband or a wife or whatever the case may be. And you were like, every time you saw that person, you reacted the same way that you just reacted to your bank account. It's like, ah, I don't want to look at you. Like I can't deal with it. Like, right. <laughs> like you don't even want to look in their direction. Like how excited are they going to be to be in your presence? They're, they're not right. They're not. And we know that everything is energy. And so if everything is energy, your relationship with money is an energetic relationship just as much as your relationship with your spouse is. So it's important to begin to, no matter how much little whatever that you have, it's important to begin with the acceptance of it and being able to actually allow your body to feel safe in the process of handling your money. That's where the money dates come in. It's like sitting down 
and actually, you know, getting a glass of wine if you need to, or doing whatever you need to do to calm yourself down, taking a couple deep breaths, maybe meditating ahead of time, connecting with spirit, praying, whatever you do, and then maybe have it, I put on some soft music and go in and open your bank account and start to look at what's going on in there. Start to look at how much income you have coming in, how much money is here, right? How much do you have in savings or investments or, you know, even looking at our debt, right? Things like that, where people don't want to look at those things. And again, it's, we can't be empowered around something that we don't understand. When you start to actually see, oh, this is where I am, good or bad, quote unquote, right? You, you now have a level of empowerment where you can step into the driver's seat of that situation. You can step into the driver's seat of your life and say, I can make a change from here. We can't make a change from the passenger seat and we definitely can't make a change from the back seat. I can't steer a car from the back seat. I got to be in the driver's seat and that's how we do it. We have to be empowered around this stuff, right? And we can't make it mean anything about us. Where you are, and again, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where you are right now, it's not, and where you're going is not indicative on your past. So your future can change. It can change very rapidly. You just have to be able to be empowered around it enough to take the action steps to get you there. And that starts with actually beginning to understand that this is a relationship with money, just like any other relationship. And so we've got to start to be able to be okay with it and to be, again, calming our bodies and our nervous systems down when it comes to handling and talking about money. Girl, that everything you say, I'm just like, yep, yeah, ooh, yeah, uh-huh, no, <laughs> it is so good, because the first point about just being around people that are having what you had a normalized money, wealth, and that's so powerful, because I've been doing a lot of containers, like Bridget's World, and other people, just to normalize it, like, it is actually normal to make X amount of money, it is normal to, you know, do this and attract that and have abundance because that's actually, I believe our natural state is abundance and we all deserve to have the most abundant lives. And so when you get yourself around people that think the same, you'll start thinking like them. That's also why it's the podcast. Like I'm always like listening, downloading podcasts and like getting it in my brain to just like rewire my mind that way. So that's really powerful. And then the second piece, of course, is the money dates. Like I was that girl. I was like, I've never come. Nope. Oh, my bank account. I'm just like, oh my God, like literally having a panic attack when I used to have really bad anxiety about opening my bank account and just like all these little things. And so I've really been working on that and getting much better at it. I actually, now I make sure I look at my bank every day, no matter what I check it every day. And then the dates are something I do as well. I want to do more often, but these are amazing things you can implement into your life. If you're someone that wants to improve relationship with money, just treat it as like a loved one. But oh my God, nice to see you. How's it going? Like you might look different today, but that's okay. I still love it. Like, you know what I mean? And I love that you said you're like, it's a partner. Like if your partner came home, like you're not like, oh God, be like, <laughs> you're like, oh no, like, how was your day? Like what's going on? And so just that yeah. mindset shift is really powerful. I love to hear what habits that you have maybe now, or even when you were building this for yourself, like daily habits that really helped you when you were creating more wealth and like attracting abundance or something that like this habit really made it happen for me. Or what was that for you? Yeah. So as you were talking, I thought, okay, this is actually something that I can add on to this. That is a habit. And so when you were explaining about, yeah, looking at your money and talking to your money, it's feeling gratitude for where you are in that moment, right? Gratitude is the frequency of abundance. It literally shows the universe and your unconscious mind that what you have is enough, regardless 
right? Regardless. So it's practicing gratitude when we're looking at our money, when we're looking at our situation. See, when I first started this journey and before like my spiritual awakening and before all of this personal development journey, I remember just always wanting the next thing. And I was always after the next thing and like the next milestone. And like, this is never enough. This is never enough. And it's no wonder that like, you know, it, my, my journey was, was, took a little bit longer because as I'm sitting there, I'm literally saying to the universe, okay, as a girl who grew up in one of the poorest areas in the country and like walk through all of this. And now I'm in a beautiful relationship. I live in a beautiful home. I have a beautiful daughter, I have a beautiful relationship. Like the life that I've created now, I could not fathom when I was a child and I'm sitting here being ungrateful for it. That's insane. Right. When you become aware of that, like I have to take a look at where I'm at right now and be grateful for the journey that I've walked, that sends a signal to the universe. Yes, I want more of this. So number one, it's creating and having some sort of gratitude practice. Every single day of my life, multiple times a day, I'm shutting my eyes at one point or another, whether it's during my morning routine, I call it my alignment hour during my morning routine, or when I'm going to bed or just throughout the day, I'm like mentally snapshotting my life. And I'm like, thank you. Just thank you. Like, thank you for what I, where I'm at. Right. Thank you for all of the things that I've learned. Thank you for the good. Thank you for the bad. Thank you for the lessons. Thank you for the things. Thank you for allowing me to be here because what our journey as humans is, is to experience life. It's not to continuously chase some arbitrary end result that no one even knows. Like when you get there, what, what, what now you're going to be trying to go chase after the next thing, right? That's just the way that it works. So number one is absolutely having some sort of gratitude practice and showing the universe that you are grateful for what it is that you have showing the energy of money that you're grateful for what it is that you have. That's when you can actually paradoxically open up the door for more to come in, whether you're happy about your situation or not, it doesn't really matter. It's just about having the gratitude practice that you're here because there's always someone who has it worse than you. That's one thing that my mom always taught us when we were little. There's always someone who has it worse. So number one, a gratitude practice. And then I would say at some, what really changed the game for me is that alignment hour that I was talking about having some sort of morning routine, whether it's starting with five minutes, 10 minutes, um, it, it can grow. You know, mine's probably anywhere from a half hour to an hour long now. I've gone from five minutes to a couple hours worth. So I found kind of my groove. <laughs> But spending a little bit of time with yourself, with your spirit, with, you know, whether it's God, the universe, doesn't really matter, whatever it is that you connect with, um, or just your higher self, spending some time actually, again, in a gratitude practice, but then just connecting and seeing like, what is it that spirit wants from me today? This is how we live what I call a soul powered life. It's really allowing our soul to guide the way. And that to me is what unlocks true fulfillment because you can make money. You can make a lot of money out of alignment with your soul's path. I did it for you know 15 years in the corporate world. I made a lot of money crying on my way home from work every day. Okay. So you can make money out of alignment with your soul's path. But for me, what I found is the most important thing that you can unlock on this planet is to find a way to make money in alignment with your soul's path. And that's how you access true fulfillment. So sit with spirit and really see what is it that you want me to do today? 
again, paradoxically, when we're guided and we actually sit down and we slow down for a minute and take the guidance, we find additional ways like to make more money. We find ways to do these things, but we have to ask. We have to ask for it. And we have to have that communication with the universe or a higher self or spirit or God, however you want to say it. And then you have to also take time to listen. You have to listen for the guidance. See, it's like that quote that says, you know, the Bible verse, ask and you shall receive. So many people are good at asking. Let's pray, pray incessantly, but let's not sit down and wait for guidance. Let's not calm down. Let's just, you know, blaze past like, and go a hundred miles an hour every day. Like, no, sit down for a minute, like calm down. It's okay. If you have to wake up 10 minutes earlier to do this, I promise it's going to be worth it. Sit down and just listen to the guidance, whether it's meditation, you're being guided every single day, all day. A lot of times you're just going so freaking fast that you can't even hear it. So you're like, why am I not being guided? Why do I have no clarity? Why am I just going, 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 going and feel like I'm on a hamster wheel? You got to get off the hamster wheel, but you have to be the one to do that because the universe is here and they're like, oh, you know, okay, here, like, I'm ready to give you advice. I'm ready to tell you what's up, but I was just waiting for you to listen. Mm -hmm. So I would say those two things are going to be really life-changing if you just implement that. 100% like gratitude and morning routine is something I do every single day. And it's been so powerful just in like elevating my state and how I perceive abundance. Cause for me, abundance isn't just money in the bank. It's like the feelings, the happiness, right? It's the life I get to live. It's me dancing in the morning. It's all these things. And so I think figuring out what that looks like for you and just being grateful for all the things that you get to do. And I say get to do instead of like, I have to do. And so it's just really cool. You shared that. Cause I, Tell every single one of my clients to have morning routine, celebrate all the things, be grateful. And just like, it's so aligned because that's truly how you get to your next level self and connect with your soul. Now, I used to have a sh- uh, troubles connecting with like myself, my intuition, my soul. So I'm curious what you would say to someone who was like, what do you mean? Like, how do I do that? Like meditating is so hard. Like I can't get my mind to focus, you know, all the things. What would you share to that person that wants to, but just finds it really challenging? Yeah. I love that question. So I would say really just connect with what it is that you believe to be this higher power again. So I spent a lot of my life in, they call it the Iago trance, which is just waking up, doing the same thing every single day, you know, going to work, you're coming home, you're doing this, but like, it's this trance, it's this, what we would know is like the matrix, right? You just are continuing to do the exact same thing. So first and foremost, in order to connect with spirit, in order to connect with a higher power, connect with your higher self, you want to step out of that for a second. And the way that you do that is through awareness that you're in the trance, right? You it, doing the same thing over and over every single day, maybe take a second and just realize, okay, <clears throat> let me be here where my feet are at. Let me be here in the present moment. Slow down for a second. I'm not thinking about anything that's happening in the future, nothing in the past right? I'm being present. I'm being aware. I'm being here. So that's cultivating presence, cultivating that, that awareness in the present moment is going to be huge because that's really where you can start to open your mind and see and open your eyes and see. So then I would say, again, just connecting with whatever it is, whether it's through prayer, um, whether it's connecting with your higher self, I love to do a little, um, visualization where I'm all about visualization. So a lot of times, like I will actually visualize myself connecting with whether it's a ball of light or, you know, again, whatever source energy represents to you is what you would want to do with. And then just 
again, start asking. You want to be in the present though. You don't want to be, you know, super unfocused. So whether you can meditate or not, that's fine. But closing your eyes and getting really present and just start asking some questions. Just, hey, you know, if I wanted to connect with my higher self, if I wanted to connect with my spirit, how would you show up for me? How would you show up for me? Send me a sign. You know, you can ask for these things. <laughs> you can ask for these things. Um, they will hundred percent show up. I have some crazy stories about that, but you know, connect and say, how would you show up for me? Could you, sh- could you send me some signs? I'd love to know that you're here with me. Could you send me a deer? And then, you know, you'll be driving past like, and then a deer walks out. Let me be careful what you ask for, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) asking for signs, right? Um, A lot of times, again, when we're not slowing down, we're actually receiving guidance, but we're not slowing down. So you, like a lot of people start to see repeating numbers as like the first sign from the universe because numbers are a universal language. So universe like loves to use um, numbers as signs. So start to look up right? When you're driving, don't be looking down or looking like unfocused, look around and like, oh, here's a license plate that says, you know, 1111 on it. Wow. Let me look up what 1111 means, you know? And, and those are ways being actually able to look at the signs. Like sometimes billboards will say certain things. Like I'll be thinking of something and then I'm like, should I do this? And I'll look up and it's like, yes. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to be aware. You have to actually be present in the moment. We spend so much of our lives thinking about what we're going to do in the future and regretting the past. You have to be here in this present moment. And again, you can just start asking. So show me some signs that I'm on the right path or show me a whatever. Like I asked for um, a key, a skeleton key one time. Skeleton keys haven't been you. I mean, you don't use skeleton keys anymore. You don't see skeleton. You don't even know what you know what a skeleton key is. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I was, I, like, I was like, I don't know if everyone even knows that is. They're, they're rare so, though. They're rare. And then, not even a few days later, I'm working out down in my gym downstairs, and I'm there's a, a a key ring, and the only ring that's sticking out is a skeleton key. It's stuff like that, like. And I'm like, where did this come from? Well, my husband's an electrician and he used it for like a job 10 years ago and like has still has a key ring. Like it's great, right? And why was it on the floor? I don't even know. How, I don't even know how it got there. It's just recognizing and asking for the signs and then being willing to open your mind, open your heart and see them because they're always going to be there, but you can ask. Oh, wow. That is so good. Asking you shall receive, but we have to slow down to receive. And it's true. Like there's always signs, our body, our intuition, the universe is always trying to tell us things, but we're just always like, oh my God, go, go, go. I got to work. And like, you know, tunnel vision <laughs> on the goal. It's not even really the goal. And then we're like, oh, we're missing all the things. We're missing out on the life and the abundance and the signs. And so that's such a great starter place. So if any of you do want to start just getting to know yourself more and tuning into your higher self or whatever you connect with, and just start there. That was such a good riff. Man, girl, you're killing me. Okay. Um, yeah. okay. So I want to tap on what you mentioned about working out. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, how do you see your health being related to attracting more abundance? Because I'm in the health field and I believe oh you're completely I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, this is a vessel, right? So when we talk about, and, and, and I, before I answer that, I want to go back to what you were saying earlier, like 
about how you have regulated your nervous system and health. And that's what you teach with your clients. And all you have to do is bring it into money. That's exact. like you are a whole being. So you can use the habits and the things like everything that you're doing in one area of life affects the other areas of life. So when we're talking about raising our vibration, right? The idea behind raising your vibration is let's be an energetic match to our desires. So if you want to be, you know, an energetic match to more money, you want to raise your money vibration. But if you want to be an energetic match to more everything, you have to take care of your health, right? That's so true. Like your physical body needs to be in a high vibrational state in order to be able to love and enjoy and experience all of the things. I've seen clients through the years who have more money than they'll ever know what to do with. And this is in my corporate days working with retirees who have more money than they know what to do with, but they don't have their physical health. They would trade, they've told me they would trade every freaking penny that they have millions upon millions of dollars to get their health back. Right. So they always say like a, a, a healthy man has a thousand wishes and a sick man has one and that's to be healthy. So when we're talking about raising our vibration, genuinely taking care of our health has so much to do with that. And when you prioritize that you're showing again, the universe that you love yourself, you care about yourself. And I think that self-love has so much to do with why we attract the money, because we actually believe that we're worthy to do it and working out and taking care of your body is the ultimate sign that you care about yourself. And you believe that you're worthy of the life that you desire because otherwise you'd be on the couch all day. Right. And we've all been through those stages, I think where, you know, maybe we're, we felt a little depressed or sad and we're, you know, and then it's like, you don't feel great. And then those can, that can create ripple effects and, you know, snowball into not so great times of your life. So I think it's all absolutely all intertwined is my belief. And when I'm working out, when I'm prioritizing my body, when I'm genuinely in a position where I'm going all in on taking care of myself, it absolutely ripples into every other area of my life. You just show up more powerfully and you have to show up powerfully, right? In order to make money, if you want to make money powerfully and you want that money to come in, you know, consistently. Yes. Yes, girl. That is the vibe. I totally agree with you. And like, it's a frequency vibrational thing and optimizing your health. And like what I talk to my clients is all about that. It's like your mindset, your thoughts, what you eat, what you drink, what, how you move and all the things. I'm curious, what are your like daily healthy habits? Do you have like a routine or tell me more about like what you eat or if you have any specifics around that? Yeah. Yeah. So I go to the gym. Um, typically I drop my daughter off. She's 17 now, so she's not a baby anymore, but I drop her off at school <laughs> and then I head straight to the gym usually. So I'm working out, lifting weights, doing that whole thing, coming home, getting my protein shakes in. And then usually that's when I'm starting my morning routine, sometimes before it, sometimes after. So I'm going into you know, my alignment hour for the day, um, connecting with spirit, really getting guidance on what it is to do that day. And then, um, really I do a lot of like intuitive eating. So one of my best friends is an intuitive eating coach and she's really helped me a lot because I had struggled with eating disorders for pretty much my entire life that was passed down from my mother. So I've done a lot of healing around not really sticking to, I used to be really, really thin, really, really unhealthy, actually almost, um, I almost died from my eating disorder when I was a teenager. Um, It was really, really bad. So I try to not restrict and really just allow. So in terms of um, being in a position where I'm eating and all of that, I try to keep as much healthy 
healthy stuff, right? Fruits and veggies and things like that in the house so that whenever I'm um, allowing my intuitive eating to come through, it's like, okay, what do you want? And and choosing from there. Um, So those are some of the things that I prioritize around health. And then anytime I can, I'm out like tonight, I'm going to be going on a bike ride with my mom. Like I'm always in the (laughs) active mode, um, especially in the nice months here. But I have noticed that when I'm in nature, when I'm moving my body, it's actually kind of funny. That's when I get a lot of the downloads and the things from the universe, like we were talking about, you know, the slowing down aspect doesn't mean that you have to sit there and meditate. It's like, can you just disconnect for a minute? And so a lot of times when I'm running on the treadmill or I'm going for a bike ride or I'm going for a walk in nature, I get all of these answers to the things that I've been asking for. And it's like a lot of clarity around that. So it's definitely all intertwined and prioritizing health has been, yeah, one of the most important things for me in my journey of stepping into who it is that I'm being called to be. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And I love what you said about intuitive eating. Cause I'm, I mostly coach on intuitive eating too. I used to do all other stuff, but it just feels really good to just eat in a way that feels good to your body and like aligned for you. And that looks different. And so I'm so happy you're on that path too. And then the movement piece, like I find when I'm in nature as well, when I move my body, when I'm in flow, I get the most epic downloads. And I always <laughs> tell my clients like move your body, you'll be creative, you'll get your ideas. And so that is two non-negotiables for myself as well. So that is powerful. And I want to close on one thing. And I know you wanted to share this, but you said you had a spiritual awakening. You got this download, this five-step process. Tell us more about that. What is it all about? Yes. Yes. I love that you ask. Um, so a couple of years ago, I was just again in this place of asking the universe for a process. I'm like, I know exactly what it is that I've done to transform my life, to reinvent my relationship with money. And I want to easily be able to articulate this to women across the world who want to do the same. And as I was meditating, I got the words um, a lot. I got the word align. And so as I was sitting there, it all came through um, as to basically a a five-step process that helps you reinvent your life. And it uses the word align as an acronym. So I'm willing to gift your listeners a free training around this. So if anyone wants to dive into a, the Align Method, it's all about reinventing your relationship with money. The training is called um, Rise to Riches Using the Align Method. So it's really all about um, becoming aware. So A stands for awareness, becoming aware of all these cycles and patterns and all the things that we've been talking about today. Um, a stands for awareness and how to help you become aware of the ways that you might be holding yourself back. L stands for letting those things go. So when you become aware of the things that are holding you back, you have to be able to be equipped with the tools to be able to let these things go. Again, some of the things that we've talked about today, but it goes a lot deeper into those things. Um, The letter I stands for then once you've become aware and let go of those things, now you want to identify where it is that you want to go instead, right? Going back to like when I was working with my mentor, it's like, hey, where do you want to go? What do you want to do now? Now that you let go of this conditioning, what is it that you really want? So you want to be able to start to dream big and goal set and whatnot. And again, I share about um, that inside of there as well. And then G stands for getting into inspired action. So now you know where you want to go. You have a goal in mind. You want to get into inspired action, but you don't want to be on that hamster wheel of life. You really just want to actually learn how to tap into your intuitive guidance. Some of the things that we talked about today, using your human design, using your intuition, all of that. So we talk about that in there. And then N 
is the last step in the Align Method stands for normalizing wealth. So that's where we go into nervous system regulation and really getting all around, how do we normalize this, right? Once I start attracting more money, how can I make this safe to my nervous system so that I can keep it and I'm not self-sabotaging it? So it's a really powerful process. And like I said, I got that through a meditation and um, it's been, I've been using it for the last three or four years now and it's been transforming the lives of my clients. So I'd be happy to um, gift a training on that and for completely for free. If they, you know, if anybody wants that, you can certainly um, download that as well. Amazing. That is incredible. I love that you shared that. And like meditation fam, get on it. It'll change your life. Yes. <laughs> but that's a really cool process. I love everything you shared. Like we talked about a lot of those pieces and the align acronym is just so great. And it's really cool that you were like, hey, I need some support. And it was like, yeah, here you go. Here's this <laughs> thing. And it's just like so cool how we're really oh, yeah. creating our experience and our life with the universe. And it's there to support us. And if we're able to slow down and be open to it, like the things that will come through are really powerful. So that's a great example of that. So thank you for sharing and also sharing your gift with our listeners so if you do want that let me know I'll probably drop a link you maybe share a link with me I'll drop it in show notes and we can have that there for you too and last but not least I ask all my guests this question it's what you what lights you up the most oh man (laughs) I I love 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 helping women like doing this sharing this wisdom helping other women reinvent their relationship with money helping other women step back into the driver's seat of their lives and realize that they can dream big that this is possible for them and showing them what's possible by being that example for them and activating them. I love it so much. This is my favorite thing in the world to do is to teach on this. I love that so much. It's so sweet. Honestly, you're changing so many lives. I love what you've created for yourself and showing others the way like your mentor did for you. And like, this was all about just helping elevate others and really take it to the next level. So if anyone wants to dive deeper with you, please share where they can find you and what you got going on in your world. Yes, absolutely. So uh, as you mentioned, you can definitely download the Rise to Riches using the Align Method training. I'll share the link that'll be there in the bio. And then come connect with me on Instagram. I'm the spiritual money mentor on Instagram. Um, My name is Rebecca, Rebecca the Rebel. It's just all about being rebellious and sharing things that I've learned over the 17 years I've been in the financial world. Uh, But come connect with me on there. I love connecting with other women. Um, DM me, say hello, let me know how this episode was for you. And then I'm on TikTok with the same handle as well. So I'd love to connect. And that's my favorite thing in the world to do. Amazing. Yes, definitely go catch with her on TikTok. She's killing it. And on Instagram, just message her. She's happy to chat. And I'm so happy to have you. Thank you again, Rebecca. And for the listeners, hope you enjoyed this. Let us know what you thought about the episode. And if you have any big aha moments or takeaways, please let Rebecca or I know. And otherwise, send you so much love. Enjoy the rest of your days. And of course, go live your most lit up life. Thank you.